0: Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of the Successful Mind podcast where we're talking all things manifestation, the truth and the myth, so we can clear up any confusion around how this word is being currently used and how it's been used in the past. Give us give us a listen and let us know what you think. All right. You're listening
1: to the Successful Mind podcast. Successful people learn how to make their minds work for them.
0: We are Life Is Now and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. Hey David, how's it going?
1: It's going pretty damn well.
0: Same here, same here. Um, topic of today's podcast that we've previously agreed upon is, uh, manifestation.
1: Yes. The old manifester, huh?
0: Manifestation boy. That is, you know, I think if I had a nickel for every time I either heard that word, read that word, like, yeah, I would, I would have, I would have a lot of nickels.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think so to be fair so for everybody to understand what we're talking about is that if you as you' as we are looking at different conversations that are happening via social media various other uh areas there's this conversation um around bringing business in uh, to one's business by through the use of manifestation uh as if it's a thing right you know yeah like if if it's a is some it, like
0: magical tool
1: right right um and it, it when we first started talking when you and I first started talking about this mm-hmm. i was thinking to myself this is really interesting that this is still this is still an issue um because I go back with this where it was an issue before the secret. I was going to say the,
0: the first time I actually heard about manifestation was was, was secret. the secret. Yeah,
1: yeah, and even I I know for a fact that later in in Proctor's life he kind of I don't know that he regretted doing it being in the secret, but he was not happy with what they portrayed. He didn't have any any say over the production value of that. Of that program, but the the thing was was that they made it sound like you could just vibrate your way into manifesting what it is that you want, and it's not true. and And he went around. I mean, for the later years of his life, um, he went around telling people that's not true. Like you're hearing, you're hearing the bits and pieces that you want to hear, but it's absolutely not true. Which brings me to an interesting story because. I go back before before this the the secret when that really kind of people hear what they want to hear, right? Yeah, people hear what yes. they want to hear. Anyway, when I first started in this business, um, I was a facilitator for Bob Proctor. What does that mean? That means that in the late nineties, he decided that part of his dream was that he wanted facilitators all over the world teaching his programs, and I was in the very first group that was offered. To buy the rights and to be trained to be able to teach his seminars as a business. Um, it was an interesting, it was an interesting, uh, situation because there were a lot of people that loved the material that would have loved to be able to figure out, well, how do I get to where Bob Proctor is? Or how do I get to where Tony Robbins is? It, it was a very unclear, um, uh, goal. Back in the '90s, right? I mean, you saw some had Proctor and Roan and Mark Victor Hansen mm-hmm. and Jack Canfield and Tony, but and you and there were people that wanted to do that as a living. You'd hear in conversations when you would go to seminars, like, "Damn, I wish I could, I wish I knew how to to do what they were doing." But the the steps were very unclear. as how do you how do you actually get there to turn this into a business? Anyway, I got to benefit from them literally creating like a first step situation. Here's a step. We'll teach you how to teach a seminar. You don't have to create your own material. Um, we'll give you some fundamentals as to how to start the business. And the fundamentals back then were really bare bones. It was pretty much how do you get a hotel, right? How do you get a hotel to a ballroom, you know, rent rent the space in a hotel, um, how do you kind of set up the chairs and the tables and and that type of thing? And how do you r- run a seminar? And that w- and that really was it. So uh, I had gone to enough seminars over a period of time that I had I had some ideas as to how th- some of this worked. And I had been coaching with Bob for a little while, so I I dove in head first, uh, you know, into becoming a facilitator. And the first program that i learned how to facilitate was the science of getting rich i eventually learned how to do all of his seminars um and i and and that was it it was your own business here's the box right you buy the product from him and you go out there you find your own people uh you, you fill your own seminars he had nothing to do with it from that standpoint uh and they gave a little training throughout the year but not much as far as how do you actually put butts in seats and so I figured it out really quick. I didn't have a choice to not figure it out. I wasn't yeah. going out of business. I figured it out really quick. I was putting a ton of people in seats. I was making money. I was doing good. Um, and they noticed it. And they said to me, we've got a, Bob called me. He said, we've got a problem. I want you to know if you'll, if you'll help me out. And I said, what is it? And he said, well, the other people that bought this, the facilitator stuff, they're not selling anything. And I said, none of them. He said, no, not really. So he wanted to know if I'd be willing to go to Toronto, and I would go up. Uh, I think it was a couple times a month, and work on training them how to sell. How do how do you sell? How do you fill these? How do you fill these seats? And I was man, I was on cloud nine when he asked me that. That was like I a bend. dream, yeah, like that. yeah. I was excited. That was a, that was really those are really exciting times for me. Um, and I did, and I went up there, and I started working with these folks. They started coming in. And we started working with them. And what we found out was, what I found out was very interesting, was that almost without exception, now of course I didn't have a conversation with every single one, but basically this was the situation. Every one of them, when they bought the rights to be able to teach those programs, they were really stuck in magical thinking as to how people would show up in the room. They thought just because they bought this that if they put their shingle out there and said I'm a Bob Proctor facilitator, that people would just show up in the room, you know, and that they really believed it, and they were shocked when it didn't happen. And then you could you could you could kind of see a little defensiveness happen when you said, "Oh, well, you know, you have to actually learn how to sell this, right? You have to go make presentations. You have to go to find yeah. people that are, that are actually going to buy this." And people shut down really, really fast uh, because you know, they were really stuck. You could tell that there was a lot about the information that they did not understand. When it came to manifesting, when it came to the law of vibration, when it came to how do I manifest this, that, or the other in my life, they thought it was about just an emotional adjustment, and then everything would start showing up. Um, And that's when I learned, because I never had that. I never thought that. but that's when I learned that people really hear what it is that they want to hear and they deflect the rest the things that they're actually afraid of. So it was a it was a fascinating experience because there were a few people that we were able to teach that got past their own insecurities. They did do a little bit of work. They did a little bit, bit of work for for a while. But the interesting thing about it was that so that's like 24 years ago now. Um, that I did that, there's not one of those people that are left. And the only, re- it's not because they weren't passionate about the material. Everybody was just as passionate as I was mm-hmm. about it. They all had experiences in their life where going to those seminars made a difference in, in certain areas. But they couldn't get past the idea that was stuck in their head that if they just changed the emotions that this, and that it would show up. And people would get indignant about it, Stuff They'd be like, this is the way that it should be. And it's like, where did you get this idea? You know, and I, and I used to sit back and think sometimes, like, did they say this in a seminar somewhere where I'm not, am I missing something? And, and the answer was no. The answer was that they did use the terminology. They talked about the law of vibration. But, but for those of you that are listening to this podcast, I want you to think about something, because we are on the other side of the secret phenomenon, I'm talking about before the secret. I'm talking about many years mm-hmm. before, you know, seven, seven, eight years. No. Uh, yeah, about eight years before the secret ever wasn't even, even an idea. That was not the language that was being used at the time. There, it wasn't like um uh the law of attraction, and you just vibrated your way into somethinging something happening. I mean, there was there was uh, uh, the Hicks people were teaching the law of attraction, and they did teach about adjusting emotions, but they never in any way said that you didn't have to do anything; that stuff would just show up. Um, but they were they were also off, kind of more on a spiritual idea of what they were doing. But there was nothing like this. So this was. I think this started off with the idea of people got very excited. Of course, all of us that do these seminars, we're all salesmen, right? We're very good at selling. We're very good at presenting. We're very good at making the material seem exciting. That's our job to do that. Uh, we're very good at teaching it. And people then, they they kind of go into this place where they hear what they want to hear because they want the result But scare, but changing is actually scary for them. So they hold on to something that they can be right about. And then they wish that something would change. And then, of course, with the secret, it got, it got really bad because those people that were in the know, those business people that were business people knew that that was complete bullshit. That's not the way that this was going to work, you know. And then, of course, you had people that went off, you know, on their, on their own with it and, it just, you know, that kind of just turned into a disaster. But the remnants of it are still out there. You still see people talk about manifesting um, in this idea that there's an intellectual or or a emotional adjustment that they can make, and business is going to start just showing up with no outside of the law of cause and effect right like that like they think, think that's, that's the cause yeah. yeah i
0: think that's key is that they think that it's going to show up outside of the law of cause and effect they actually think that the cause of the effect that they want to experience is just them thinking differently without taking any actual action
1: yeah absolutely
0: um you know i see i mean i'm on facebook i'm on i'm on instagram i, I see all the time like manifest clients manifest money manifest leads manifest and I think that that term has been used so long, so dysfunctionally that people see the word manifest and they're either like, yep, I want that magic pill. I want to learn how to you know, wave my magic wand and manifest what it is that I I want in my life, or they see that word and they run for the hills.
1: We've had clients quit stuff yes. over the years because they're so steeped in the idea that There's another way of doing this, and they absolutely refuse to buy into the sales and the marketing that we try to teach them as fundamental business propositions to grow their business. They're so steeped in the spiritual aspect of it that they just won't hear it, and they'll quit. are you constantly struggling with the same business problems and feeling like you're stuck in a never-ending cycle are you tired of wasting time and energy trying to figure things out on your own we are life is now incorporated and we understand the importance of addressing blind spots in your business that's why we created the business growth accelerator a two-day small group workshop that includes direct one-on-one coaching from myself and my ceo steph tuss with our personalized guidance You'll finally address the blind spots in your business that are holding you back. You'll learn how to identify hidden opportunities in your business, create an implementation strategy and overcome your specific challenges. Plus, you'll learn to walk away with clarity, knowledge, plan and tools and confidence to grow your business. Don't waste any more time and energy struggling with the same problems. Sign up for the Business Growth Accelerator today and receive the personalized guidance that you need to break free from this cycle. For more information, go to lifeisnowinc.com forward slash growth. Don't miss out on this opportunity to unlock your business's full potential. Again, for more information, go to lifeisnowinc.com forward slash growth.
0: And now back to the show. So I know what the answer to this is, but I'm going to ask you anyway. What is manifestation? Like, what's the actual? What is actually manifestation?
1: So let's think about it according to the laws. The manifestation, as we know it, is um, it is the result of cause and effect. So there. So one of the first laws is the perpetual transmutation of energy. Energy is always moving from a non-form into a form and back into a non-form again. What does that mean? Well. Energy just is. It's neither created or destroyed. It's a hundred percent equal in all places at the same time, along with the knowledge of that energy. So if we wanna if we want to manifest something, what are we talking about? Well, we're talking about an image in our mind or a desire in our heart to actually experience a real life goal. I mean, uh Whether you're inventing something, or you're trying to reach a goal, or you're trying to reach a money goal, a monetary goal, a physical goal, like a a physical goal, I mean, like maybe like a body health type goal, Mm -hmm. Um, or you want a car, a house, or whatever, or whatever it is, manifesting it is the receiving of that into your life, and that when I mean when people talk about manifesting, that's what they're they're talking about. I want to have this thing come into my life. So so that's what that means, but it also it also means if I want to have that come into my life and I want to use the, I mean, because I could just say I want to hit the goal. I want to hit a goal of losing 20 pounds. I want to hit a goal of, of getting a hot new car. I want to hit a goal of having um, more people come into my business on a regular basis uh, to do business with. I mean, every single thing, we could change the language of it. It means the same thing. There's nothing mystical, there's nothing spiritual, there's nothing um, uh, weird about the word manifestation. It's just something that caught on for whatever reason and I think that it gives people you know the idea of doing something um, without having to do things that they don't like to do.
0: So how does someone manifest some something?
1: Okay, great question so the idea is very fur the fir- first thing is. You have to be okay. extremely clear on what it is that you want. Okay. Right? So
0: let's say I want a house, I want an oceanfront home.
1: Okay. You yeah. want an oceanfront home. So first of all, let's, let's talk about what a goal is and what a goal isn't. If you want something that you've actually done before, that's not a goal. Right. A goal implies that growth is needed in order to accomplish whatever it is that you want to accomplish. It doesn't mean that you can't have something that you've had before, but it's not something that we would ever teach somebody to put in the category of an actual goal. Yes. Okay. So if th- that means that if I'm going to if I'm going to pick something that I want and I have to grow, the first thing is I need to get an, a, a clear image in my mind of what that is. Now there's a couple ways of doing that. One is you visually see in your mind. You use your imagination to create the image of what you want. You could either draw that image out on a piece of paper. You could have somebody artistically draw it for you. Um, you could find it in a magazine. What, wherever it is that that you want, you need an image to work with. Okay. You also need to understand on the physical basis of life, What do I need to acquire that thing? So you said a house, right? Did you say a house? I said an oceanfront house. An oceanfront house. Okay. So if you want to buy an oceanfront house, what does the oceanfront house cost and where is it? Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So we need to know those two things. Now now it moves into the law of cause and effect. The law of cause and effect states that every effect has a cause. You acquiring or manifesting the oceanfront house is an effect. What's the cause of that? The cause of that... Is that you trade the amount of money that the people want for that house for the house itself and it becomes yours. So if you don't have the money for it, then you based on the law of cause and effect, you have to earn the money. And then there's of course this there's is many a step different nobody ways. Nobody
0: wants to nobody this wants is, to hear.
1: It is. It's a step nobody <laughs> wants to hear. It is because so what are, so how are we going to earn the money? Well, when we're talking about business people earning the money, it is asking somebody else for the money. You're selling products and services in order to acquire money at a profit so that you can go out and live the dream that you want to live. Mm-hmm. At a profit is key there. Yes. It has to be at a profit, yes. right? Um, if it if it is any other way, you it is how, well, what different ways is there of earning money? You could have a job. Right, you can get a loan, but that's it. Right, it's a loan. It's a job. It's it's yeah. it's it's earning the money through some kind of business dealings, so that you can have the money to go out and actually buy it. Just thinking about it's not going to do anything. Right, imagining it is not going to do what is necessary based on cause and effect. The reason you want me to go into the imagination part of this? Heck yeah. Okay. So when you hear somebody like myself say. You need to build an image in your mind of the thing that you want and impress it on your subconscious mind to have it. The reason that we impress it on the subconscious mind is to turn the cause and effect of acquiring that thing into a habit. That's the only reason we're impressing it into the subconscious mind. As I impress an idea into the subconscious mind, it becomes a habitual thing that I think about, and it becomes a habitual thing that I do. Right? So we say, see yourself with the house. See yourself doing the things that are necessary in order to acquire the house. So you're moving it because you get emotionally involved in seeing that. It's exciting. It's fun. It's a great thing to do. Use your imagination. You move that image into the subconscious mind, and you do it over and over again with something called constant spaced repetition, and it be, it starts off with the habitual way that you think, and then it has to turn into the habitual way that you Behave. Anything that you want that's a goal, there has to be a change in behavior because behavior is the cause and effect of actually acquiring the thing that you want. So why do we need to make it a habit? Because if we don't, the subconscious mind is already filled with habits and paradigms uh, in different ways that you conduct your life every day. If we're going to grow, we have to put new ones in there. Otherwise, we repeat the old ones. And the old ones can, can only give us what we've got. They can't give us any more than we've got. So if we're going to change it, we have to change what's in the subconscious, right? Now, what about, what about the idea of the law of vibration? So can you want me to go ahead and talk about that? Yeah. Okay. Because this is important, and I think this is probably where people start to get this a little mixed up. When we think, we think in frequencies, just like a radio, is operating in frequencies. Mm-hmm. And it, I really encourage people to, to think about it this way because this is exactly how it works. Whatever room you're in right now probably has at least 10 different frequencies of radio stations in that room. At least. At if least, more. if not more. Yeah. That you can't hear unless you have a radio that's actually dialed into that frequency. But the frequencies in the room. It's all playing in the room you're in right now. Mm -hmm. So if I have a desire to listen to that, to a rock station, say in Charlotte, I need a radio and I need to find out what the frequency is on that radio and I need to dial it into that station and instantaneously that music comes in. It comes in in a form where I can hear it because the radio transfers the signal into something audible to the human ear. It's already in the room in a frequency, it's just not audible to my ear. So the radio transfers it into an audible sound that I can actually hear. Mm. Now, thought we think, as we think, we think on frequencies. What does that mean? Well, it's interesting. Our mind is both a sending and a receiving station. That means that all of the knowledge that ever was or ever will be is already 100% present in all places at the same time, just like the radio waves in a room. The thought frequency of the things that you want and how to get it are in the room that you're in now. What's important is that we're thinking on those frequencies. So, if I build an image of that house, if I build an image of me making sales, if I build an image of me making money, I'm thinking along those frequencies. What does it do for me to think along those frequencies? What Number one, it's telling my mind what to focus on. So, How do we know that we're actually experiencing something we're focused on? Well, we've got five senses. We see hear, smell, taste, and touch. So what we're doing is we're telling our eyes, we're telling our brilliant senses to see something that we're currently not aware of. And the idea is that the opportunities that that bring us the people that we need uh, the money that we need, the opportunities that we need—it all, we be—it's not so much that it actually even shows up; it's that we can actually see it because we're focused on it. They're always there. Everything that we need is already already here. We have to tune our mind and our senses into the frequency in which we can see the opportunity that will allow us to make the sale for the client, that will allow us to receive the money, that allows us to take that money and pay the person that's selling the house or get the loan from. From the bank but it's all but the cause and effect is the action that you take between the frequency and the opportunity to manifest the result that you want
0: and the thing that starts this whole process off is the decision
1: you can't do nothing without the decision
0: and that's where most people start stop before they even start is they want to see the opportunity before they make a decision because they've bought into the fact that if I just think about this thing then it's just going to appear right. they haven't made a decision that they will have that thing and then begin to think on the frequency of how to bring that like how to create cause and effect to bring in that thing
1: right right and if if you were to just have a conversation with them, you could help them realize that there's nothing in their there's nothing else in their life that they acquire that doesn't come in this way, generally, when a person's not making a decision. It's because there is an unrecognized fear going on that is controlling their experience. So if I say, hey, listen, you want to buy this house on this beach, right? Go out and make these sales and you'll make the money to do it. And instantly the person is thinking to themselves, I don't want to be rejected. I don't don't want to be seen, right? I don't know if I'm good enough to do that. Those are the thoughts that are causing you to make a decision not to do it. So then, we don't want to let go of the dream. So if there's any way for us to hold on to it right, without us having to experience the thing that we're afraid of, we'll do that. And that, that's where a false belief like manifesting or the law of vibration, giving you something for nothing, shows up. Yeah,
0: the law of attraction. The law of attraction. Which actually isn't even a
1: No, it's a secondary a law. law. It's a secondary. Law of vibration is the law. That is the law. Law of attraction is a secondary law.
0: And the idea behind the law of vibration is that it's it puts you on, it puts you, your thoughts put you on a plane where you're able to see opportunity, not where the thing lands in your lap. That's right. And that's the piece that's left out in the secret.
1: That's a, that's a and that's the biggest piece.
0: It's a huge piece. It's like disconnecting the whole train. Like right. it, it mm. doesn't work without right. that piece.
1: And it's interesting because it's like, the argument is that you know it. It did good. It it did good. It did good because the people that really want to know the truth found the truth, regardless. You know, but it made a lot of sales based on the idea that you don't have to do much, and it played off people's hopes and dreams.
0: Yes, very much. You so. know, in
1: a way, um, for my understanding, anyway. So, but the the thing is, is that it really comes down to how much you want it, because again. There is no goal without growth. You've And growth requires sacrifice. You have to sacrifice something of a lower nature to gain something Growth
0: requires action.
1: It requires action.
0: You don't grow when you just sit and think.
1: Right. No, you don't grow when you sit and think. Growth You gather action. information yes. when you sit and think. Yes. Which is fine. But then you have to organize that information in a way for you to grow, which means that you have to make a decision. You have to take action. You have to... you You have to put into employment the, the law of cause and effect, and then you have to make adjustments as you go based on the results that you're getting or that you're not getting.
0: And that's the truth. Like you can see the whole process, right? You make a decision. You're super clear on what it is that you, you want. You're emotionally attached to it. You, can, you have a picture of it in front of you. You then start thinking about how to bring in the money to have the thing that you want which then puts you on a plane where you can begin to see an opportunity to make that money to pay for what it is you want, which then creates the opportunity, which then you have to take action
1: on. Yes. And I mean, if you want to think along magical lines, think about this for a second. The ability to do that is extraordinary. A squirrel doesn't have the ability to do that. No, Right? There's no other form of life that has the ability to do that that we're aware of. The fact that we do... If you look at all the different things that human beings made, it was first an image in the mind, but they had to work it out in the physical to have it. But the fact, but the ability, the idea that we have the ability to do that is extraordinary.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you know how I feel about a company vision, right? Like I, like yell from the rooftops the importance of a vision because a vision starts this process, right? Like you decide what the vision is, and then you get your entire team thinking on the same plane and then opportunity shows up for everyone on your team to grow toward what it is you want to create with your company. I mean, it doesn't just work for individual people. It works for groups, organizations, companies, like it's how you, how you like create the life that you really
1: desire. And everybody gets to bring their expertise to that vision. Right. So now it's just not the fall on the shoulders of one person. It requires a lot of experts in order to create a company vision. So it's it's absolutely essential. Yeah. And it's fun and it's exciting. And you know, the the things about it that people kind of poo-poo or push away or or don't do is just out of they just don't know. And if they would just take the time to sit down and learn what it is, they would be so excited about the things that happen. In their business. And we know we show people how to do this every day. That's what we that's why we're in we're in business, because we show them how to do that.
0: Yes. Yes, very much so. Thanks, David. Great conversation. Hope we cleared up any confusion around manifestation for all of our listeners. Absolutely.
1: Hey everybody, thanks for listening. Now you know the difference between the truth of manifestation and and the, the falsehood or the fairy dust around it, which means you're now empowered to do something much different in your life. Set a goal and let's grow.
0: Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. If you like what you've heard and you want to know more, go to lifeisnowinc.com.